because the hips and the womb, they represent the first and the second chakras. You know this, you are Indian, this comes from India. In Indian chakras, centers of energy. So we're talking about survival, we're talking about the sexual energy we already mentioned, we're talking about our ability to sustain ourselves in the world, our level of groundedness, our um, ability to feel pleasure, to materialize things. Um, it's our connection to the earth. It's our more primal, instinctive connection to the earth. It's also our sense of worthiness. Energy of the womb, which is where babies are born, made, where creative ideas are born and ready to be materialized, and it is where the center of all creation is located, aside from being the place where we store our deepest emotional experiences, including the unpleasant ones. So there's a lot of trauma, and not only trauma coming from sexual abuse and stuff related to our sexual organs, I mean, emotional trauma, losses, uh, pain, sadness, uh, things of the past, things of ancestral lineage, coming from the mother. Whoa, what's that? I didn't know I had this world here. Because most women, they don't have any relationship with their womb, except if they have PMS. You know, maybe you feel pain before your period comes and then you realize, oh wait, there's something going on here, you know, or when they give birth, that's it. Yeah. That, that's, that's the connection most women will ever have with their hips and womb. Yeah. What Egyptian dance does, if properly taught, is put you in contact with that center. I call it the alchemic woman where alchemy happens, many yeah. ways, many ways. It's an alchemy woman. Mm -hmm. And you get in contact with it at all times. Oh, I'd rather be a victim, and I and I believe I'm a victim. And it's, it's so much more comfortable, you know. Victimhood is much more comfortable than, than empowerment. And this is right. also, you know, it's, of course, I mean, being a victim is wonderful. Yeah, because you just lie down on the sofa and you eat chips and, uh, and people feel uh, sympathy for you. And they say, oh, poor, poor girl. And it's so nice, you know as opposed to being empowered, where you say, yeah, I have the power to do stuff, so I have to do them. Now that I know I have the power, I have to move, I have to act, I have to change, I have to let go of certain habits, I have to let go of certain relationships, I have to let go of certain belief patterns, I have to take risks. Now that I know that I can accomplish my dream, I actually have to move forward with it. What can I do? What will I do? Yeah. I have to take responsibility. I have to take action, and taking action is very exhausting. Yes. <laughs> I used to think if I couldn't find hope, I should just let it all go. I used to think if I couldn't make dreams come true, I should just let them all go. knowledge about you know wisdom of womb and I was really uh, yeah mesmerized knowing that so and you how you connect it with uh, creativity so really want my listeners to know about this particular wisdom from you in Egyptian dance there is something we call Raksi Beledi uh, or um, Baladi dance. This is the unadultured, unpolished Egyptian dance. Egyptian women still do, and men, Egyptian women and men still do at their homes, at weddings, at the markets. So when we talk about Egyptian dance, we talk about a culture that has a very interesting, complex relationship with dance. On one side, they condemn it because it's against Islam and women should not move their body in front of men, blah, blah, blah. There is an entire world of prejudices in Egypt regarding dance, but on the other side, they love it. And it's part of their daily life, and it's everybody's uh, house and market and shop. So it's it's very domin dominating, it's very very present in Egyptian life, okay? Mm -hmm. And Raksul Baladi 
ballet dance is what common Egyptian people do, okay. not necessarily professional dancers. In this style, this original unadulterated style of Egyptian dance, there is a focus and the starting point in the womb. Okay? So there is something called, within the baladi, there is something called baladi awedi. Mm -hmm. This is a, an Arabic term for baladi progression. And uh, in this baladi awedi, you're supposed to improvise, mm -hmm. starting from your womb and your hips. It all comes from there. When girls, Egyptian girls, are going through a teenage Good. Mm -hmm. when, yeah. when they're building the bridge between uh, childhood and teenagehood, you know, yeah. Yeah. eight years old, nine, 10, 11, 12, mm -hmm. they're usually evaluated by their moms and grandmothers to see how much of a woman they're becoming by the way they move their hips and their womb. Mm -hmm. Because the hips and the womb, they represent the first and the second chakras. You know this, you are Indian, this comes from India. In Egypt, we don't use these terms, but it's exactly what we're speaking about when we speak about the womb and the hips. First and second chakras, centers of energy. So we're talking about survival, we're talking about the sexual energy we already mentioned, we're talking about our ability to sustain ourselves in the world, our level of groundedness, our um, ability to feel pleasure, to materialize things. Um, it's our connection to the earth. It's our more primal, instinctive connection to the earth. It's also our sense of worthiness. So when we work on raks and baladi, which is the original Egyptian dance, we activate womb and hips, first and second chakras. Mm -hmm. What happens is you activate the energy of the womb, which is where babies are born, mm -hmm. made, where creative ideas are born and ready to be materialized. Mm -hmm. And it is where the center of all creation is located, aside from being the place where we store our deepest emotional experiences, including the unpleasant ones. So there is a lot of trauma, and not only trauma coming from sexual abuse and stuff related to our sexual organs. I mean, emotional trauma, losses, uh, pain, sadness, uh, things of the past, things that don't even belong to us. So in our womb, energetically, in ourselves, we carry memories from our mothers, from our grandmothers, from our great-grandmothers ourselves have memory that has been proved <laughs> okay i'm not making this up it sounds like I'm, i am making this up but i'm not this has been proved and it's beautiful and it's fascinating when you start to activate your womb just as we do in baladi we activate an entire world of memories ancestral lineage coming from the mother and her womb and the womb of her mother coming from all the memories all the emotions all the dreams that we could materialize all the dreams that our mothers could not materialize there is a world of emotion and pleasure and and sexuality and creative power pure creative potential that we awaken that is very disturbing to a lot of women because suddenly they realize wow what's that i didn't know I have this world here because most women they don't have any relationship with their womb except if they have PMS you know maybe you feel pain before your period comes and then you realize oh wait there's something going on here you know or when they give birth that's it yeah. that, that's that's the connection most women will ever have with their hips and womb. Yeah. What Egyptian dance does if properly taught is put you in contact with that center I call it the alchemic woman where alchemy happens many yeah. ways many ways it's an alchemy woman mm -hmm. and you get in contact with it at all times <laughs> and suddenly you realize how much you are storing of your emotional luggage of the emotional luggage of your maternal uh, lineage that yeah. came before you 
how much creative potential you have in your room, how much power you have in your home, how many wishes and dreams you have there waiting to be materialized, how much power, how much energy, sexual energy you have there, how much potential for doing exactly what you were born to do you have there stored. A lot of women don't know what to do with that because when you don't know you have that potential, you're kind of, you live almost like in sleep. I don't know it's there, so yeah, I'm not capable. Who do you think I am? I mean, I'm nobody. So yeah, I'm fine. With power comes responsibility as well. I told you that in the beginning of our conversation, if you remember. Huh? Yes. When we talk about empowerment, we talk about responsibility. So when we talk about awakening the power of the womb and what is there in terms of potential, creative potential and healing potential, it is scary because suddenly you realize, oh, wait a second, this place is really magical and I can use it to materialize dreams and to heal myself and to awaken my fire for life. Oh my God, no, what, what will I do about it? Then comes responsibility because then suddenly you're not, you're not powerless. And if you're not powerless, you have to ask yourself, what will I do with this new awareness? And that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of us don't want to have that work. You know, oh, I'd rather be a victim and I, and I believe I'm a victim. And it's, it's so much more comfortable, you know. Victimhood is much more comfortable than, than empowerment. And this is right. also, you know, it's of course, I mean, being a victim is wonderful. Yeah, because you just lie down on uh, the sofa and you eat cheese and, uh, and people feel uh, sympathy for you and they say, oh, poor, poor girl. And it's so nice, you know, as opposed to being empowered, where you say, yeah, I have the power to do stuff, so I have to do them. Now that I know I have the power, I have to move, I have to act, I have to change. I have to let go of certain habits. I have to let go of certain relationships. I have to let go of certain belief patterns. I have to take risks. Now that I know that I can accomplish my dream, I actually have to move forward with it. What can I do? What will I do? Yeah. I have to take responsibility. I have to take action. And taking action is very exhausting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very, I can tell you that. It's very exhausting. Yeah. But it is what will allow you to move from point A could be good for me lately i was feeling like i need a purpose you gotta make it happen you know life co-creates it god whatever you want to call it is there co-creating it for you but you have to show up for yourself yeah things don't fall from the sky you know yeah. i mean not for me i don't know anyone who just you know sat at the couch and said okay <laughs> let it come from the sky it doesn't happen like that you know yeah. you actually have to move and do your part of the job and when you awaken that womb energy that core that root that fire in your belly mm -hmm. you know, literally suddenly you see oh my god i'm so much more powerful than i thought and now i have to act upon that power i have to use it constructively and that's an entire different challenge that I believe it's worth taking, but it's always a decision from each woman to take it or not. I think it's a challenge worth taking. I think it is. Yeah. But then, you know, each person decides what they want to do with that awareness. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for answering that. Thank yeah. you and for sharing everything about it. And yeah, I am so overwhelmed right now that I really don't know how to <laughs> make my ending, uh, you know, note right now because I really don't want this to end. It's like, I'm dreaming at this time, at this hour, uh, you know, at almost 2 a.m. in India. Everyone is sleeping in my house. The entire building is like sleeping and I'm 
getting so much of knowledge and sharings and such profound wisdom from you it's it it definitely feels like this is a month of navratris uh, you know nine days where we worship goddesses a different form of goddesses and i'm actually feeling as if uh, and this is this week itself it's starting the day one is going to start and i actually feel that i've met my goddess you know ma durga ma saraswati you know uh, a goddess of wisdom a goddess of empowerment a goddess of uh, arts and education and knowledge oh my god i am so so captivated by your persona the woman of substance you are the epic and the real example of today's uh, you know uh, women of sisterhood of global sisterhood and i must appreciate that acknowledge that and i'm really grateful to you for sharing so many things with me. us with me oh, and my listeners my yeah so yeah. just in the end uh, you know if you can just pass out one last message for our listeners in terms of abla nari able nari which i always ask my guests you know that yeah one last message for women out there